Hi there and welcome to episode 176 of the Writing Guy podcast. I'm Scott Keyes of the Writing Guy, helping smart professionals to find their voice, write human and change the world with their words. Yesterday uh, was a really interesting day. I took um, time out, uh, which I guess you can do when you run your own business, to join the Extinction Rebellion protests. Um which started in Trafalgar Square, and, and um, I, I, I guess it was, it was a really interesting day, actually. I, I guess um, we started off with about probably a couple of thousand people, and um, we proceeded up, um, what would it have been, so from Trafalgar Square, we proceeded up Charing Cross, St. Martin's Place, and then up past the National Gallery, and just when we reached, when we got on a level with Leicester Square, a whole load of us broke off to the right uh, and then got kind of contained by the police in that crossroads where Longacre and Upper St. Martin's Lane meet. If you, you know, if you're familiar with, uh, uh, with the area, um, particularly obviously if you, if you live in London, um, if you're listening to this from the other side of the world, you've never been to London, then, um, this may be a little bit meaning meaningless to you, but um, nonetheless, I'm sure you will have heard of Extinction Rebellion. Uh, there was a really, just sort of worth saying, there was a, a great atmosphere um, among the among the protesters. Uh, very friendly, lots of families with young kids, uh, very sort of convivial. Uh, and I have to say, to their credit, that the police. Uh, it was policed in a very light touch way, uh, at least you know, at least what I saw. I mean, I only stayed with it till till about lunchtime. Um, but what the police did was, um, as we as we moved to that that crossroads just to the east of Leicester Square, uh, where ER had created a place and had installed a huge pink table. Uh, with the with a banner along the side saying "Come to the table," uh, which was about inviting the UK government to to talk to them about you know about galvanising their plans to address climate change and the climate emergency. Uh, so you can imagine this huge pink table with hundreds of people milling around underneath, uh, firing pink flares, eating vegetarian food, which had been provided by the way by one particular street seller free of charge which was pretty amazing and uh, and generally a really kind of obviously a concerned but uh, but an amicable atmosphere and then at around lunchtime um the police started sort of gathering in numbers and and moved in but not in an aggressive way but they effectively contained the 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 the, the mob the crowd within the crossroads and they were letting people out, but not letting any new people in, because obviously you know, they didn't want it to swell and increase. Uh, so that, at that point, I actually left the protest because I didn't, you know, I didn't want to be arrested. And as it turns out, I don't think there were any arrests. Uh, I, I, at least I, I don't think there was any trouble at all. Um, as I revisited the protest towards the end of the day at about six o'clock. But I left at lunchtime and I wandered up to... Um, one of my favourite parts of London, which is the area of St. Giles, which, if you're familiar with it, 
is is very very it's sort of northeast of the area uh, that the the protest was where we were um and it's where essentially um new oxford street shaftesbury avenue and charing cross road meet it's that whole area of saint giles just south of the british museum actually and it's a fascinating area um and i've been i'm just going to quote uh, from Peter Ackroyd's amazing book, London, which was written in the year 2000, called London, the, Bi- the Biography, which really does contain, it sort of signals to us, the reader, that he views it as a living thing, as do I, actually. And um, St. Giles has always struck me as having a very distinct and recognisable atmosphere and, and ambiance. Um which is essentially one of kind of sorrow and melancholy and um and 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 sort of a sense of pitifulness in in a way and 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 as i look at the as i read the history um i'm going to ignore that i should have turned it off um peter Ackroyd says in the first years of the 12th century in the area of St. Giles were established a chapel and a hospital for lepers, and they were dedicated to St. Giles, himself the patron saint of lepers. The establishments lay among fields and marshes, so we're talking, you know, way back in, in kind of, sac- well, 12th century, early Middle Ages. Um, the establishments lay among fields and marshes, their contagion kept apart from the city. But St. Giles was also the intercessionary saint for beggars and cripples, for those afflicted with misery or consigned to loneliness. Um, And Ackroyd himself says, the invocation of sorrow and loneliness, first embodied in the 12th century foundation, has never entirely left this area. Throughout its history, it has been the haunt of the poor and the outcast. Even now, vagrants roam its streets, and close to the Church of St. Giles, which which I did visit yesterday, there is still a centre for the homeless. Um, And he goes on to say, it remained a refuge for lepers until the 15th century, when it seems that it also made provision for the very very poor and the infirm. and the village sprang up beside the, the leprosy refuge with small shops catering to the needs of the inmates. And a linen draper by the name of Gavazile, Gavazile Lingendrap, is one of the late medieval merchants mentioned in the hospital records. Um, and Ackroyd goes on to say, uh, always an ambiguous and ill-defined area Hovering between city and country, in the ninth century it had been on the Saxon highway, and as London grew more prosperous, its trade and traffic had increased. There were taverns and hostels for travellers. Another kind of wanderer had arrived when, by proclamation of Elizabeth in 1585, many foreigners were ejected from the city itself and settled in the vicinity. Those in turn were followed by the vagrant and the impoverished. So it, it's always been, it's always sort of magnetised to it, 
the halt and the lame, the poor, the infirm, the leprous, the needy, uh, and, and the lonely. And even though they've kind of zhuzhed up the area and they've torn down now a huge slum that was called the Rookeries, and there's, I think there's a Pizza Express there and there's an office block, it's still, you know, uh, surprisingly and interestingly, it still has a sort of sense of, of its former history in the way that I've described. And, and I, I found a beautiful little garden called the Phoenix Gardens, uh, which is tiny, but it's been, uh, it's still a bit, it's ramshackle and a bit run down, but it's charming. And I just sat there actually doing a bit of work and some planning and thinking. And um, after a while, I noticed that there was a yellow plum tree just above me. Uh, there was, I think, a fig tree nearby. And in the undergrowth, there was quite a lot of bird life, actually. I saw at least two robins a couple of jays, a cold tit, all sort of sc scrimmaging and foraging in the undergrowth for, for food. Uh, so it was a bit of a haven, actually, uh, but nonetheless, um, never far away was this sense of loneliness and sorrow and ambiguity as well. So I'm going to leave it there for now. Um, I'm not sure how much, how relevant that this particular episode is to writing per se, although I've quoted from a, a brilliant writer, Peter Ackroyd, who's uh, done biographies of T.S. Eliot and Charles Dickens, which uh, I must get my hands on. Um, but tomorrow, what I plan to do is I plan to quote from an amazingly fascinating book by somebody called Henry Mayhew, who wrote London Labour and the London Poor. And in it, I've stumbled across the most incredible conversations uh, with early Victorian uh, costermongers and pegler, peddlers and um, uh, tradespeople, uh, which uh, just evoke some of the, some of the language of, of uh, historical London. So um, I hope that that's been, of, uh, that's been of interest. And I hope to see you... Uh, bright and early and bright and breezy for episode 177. Thanks for listening. Bye now.